right, everybody, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for the newest episode. So uh, I want to apologize. Um, so last weekend was Memorial Day. I didn't have the opportunity to record a guest, and uh, I didn't have enough going on in my life where I thought it ne necessitated a new episode. Um, and I didn't have the kids all weekend either. So it was nice that I got to just take the weekend for me for once and just relax. So I didn't feel like putting out an episode, but uh, I'm back this week and uh, wanted to tell you guys um, a couple of things, you know, a couple little stories. Um, I did make a post on Instagram that a few months back, I did an interview with my sister and I had my sister on the podcast. And at that time, um, I said that, you know, she was coming out to visit in the New York area. And for the first time in 10 years, I finally got to hang out with my sister and my niece and, uh, you know, take them around New York City. And we had a, um, you know, we jumped around from pizza spot to pizza spot. And uh, I got to hang out with my niece who I haven't seen in 10 years. Um, you know, she's frozen in my memory as a little kid, but uh, it was really fun. And we had a lot of belly laughs. There was no drama or no problems, anything like that. It was just like old times. Like we just picked up where we left off and it was super, super nice. And uh, yeah, just a major vic personal victory for me, uh, reconnecting with my family. Um, at the time I'm recording this, it's Friday and tomorrow, which is Saturday, um, where I, I have overnight visits with my children and uh, my children are going to meet her children for the first time. Um, it's, I'm already expecting it to be super emotional for me. So I'm very excited, uh, for tomorrow. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been kind of a wild week. Um, also, so, you know, I didn't do an episode last week, but I did do a interview if you want to check it out. Um, it's on YouTube and a while back, I had a self-aware narcissist that was on the podcast and he goes by the nameless narcissist. So I did an interview for his YouTube channel, uh, which you can check out on YouTube. Uh, either, either search The Nameless Narcissist or you could search Dimming the Gaslight and you will find it up on YouTube. But it was a great conversation. If you guys want to check it out there, you can. Um, so the guest that I'm bringing in this week, um, he, he and I connected on Instagram. He started binging the podcast and reached out to me. And, uh, you know, he started telling me some of his stories. And I said, this guy, you know, it, 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 there were so many parallels between his story and mine. So I felt like I had to have him on. Uh, and he also told me that he's starting his own podcast. And we started like voice recording, messaging each other. And I was like, no, I like this guy's voice. I like this guy's story. And I got to have him on. So, uh, yeah, check this episode out. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. So I have a guest with me today who I connected with on Instagram. His name is Dave Ashley, and Dave and I connected, and we just have gotten to talking, and Dave's become one of my new new good friends online because our stories are so similar. Um, and it's always good having a male perspective on here. And the cool thing about Dave is he is in the process of starting up his own podcast. And I've been joking with this guy going, dude, I love your voice. I love your story. And I feel like eventually this guy's going to be taking over my job or something. <laughs> so welcome into the show, Dave. Say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. And Mac, thanks again for um, uh, inviting me on here. I, I, it's been great getting to know you and, and talking with you. And what started as, I guess, me reaching out to get some tips about a podcast now has ended up with me. Um, you know, sharing with the guests uh, everything that I went through. So I do appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you for being here. And, and you know, it's funny. I hope eventually when you get your thing off the ground, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit towards the end of the show, but hopefully when you get your thing off the ground, you'll, you'll have me as a guest on your show. That's the plan. That's the plan. Let's do it. And so uh, let's get into your story a little bit. How did you end up here? I, and that's a, that's a, that's a great question. I think, um, I think the question I, I asked myself the most when this started was, uh, like, how the hell did I get here? How did this happen? And I, and I feel like uh, most of us, uh, that have, have gone through, uh, something traumatic, uh, especially with, with, with a relationship, uh, find ourselves asking when we're try just trying to seek some level of understanding. And so, um, you know, how I got here, right, is 
looking back, I, I, I would, with hindsight being clarity, uh, was able to, you know, see that the patterns were always there, you know, and, and, and it was, um, after, after the fact that going back through, you could see the, re the repetition of, you know, uh, instances of lying, um, which were periodic, um, but they were, and in most cases addressed, followed up with the, you know, the, the, the love bombing, the promises of, of resolution and, and then no actions to back it up. Um, Is it crazy how like all of our situations, like when we're in it, we feel like we're the only person in the world and then we get out of it. And it's like literally like a textbook, like there are stages that like each of us follow. And it's like, maybe my love bombing situation's a little bit different from your love bombing situation, but like we were both love bombed and here's the way. And then we can see the parallels. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, and I think, I think I have a, you know, I, I did put up a post recently where, you know, where, you know, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, it's textbook because it, it is, it is actually documented in textbooks. I mean, that's just, you know, that's, it, that's how it's thought. Um, and, and for the, the, you know, the, the gas bombing on my side, it was, you know, the adulations, the, the, Oh, I love you. There's this. You're such a good person. You're, you're these things. Um, but the the thing that I real that that I came to realize right through the healing was that um, I don't. It's not that I miss. It's not that you we miss the person. Right? We don't miss the actual person because I what I realized was that I wasn't in love with an individual i was in love with myself because i had been mirrored mm. i'm you know the, what you know from the start um i had come out of a of another relationship and 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 there was a lot of unresolved uh conflict from that and so meeting this person who was very attractive and was really you know interested in me it was like hey what did you go through well i went through this um, this was missing or I felt like this was missing and, you know, or, or you know, at that time I, I trying to, you know, come up with my own answers for what I, you know, had recently been, um, um, removed from and, and it was, well, I'm not going to do that to you. You know, I, I'm this, I'll be these things. And, and so I, but I was essentially giving my playbook of what triggers me. Dude, I, totally. Like, you know, it's funny. I, I, so on one of the very, very early episodes of the podcast when I was telling my story, I told the story about how like when we started sleeping together, you know, like she would wake up in the middle of the night, like Frankenstein or something, and she would bring a mortis style and she would have these flashbacks and dreams of supposedly you can see me right now, but the listener can't supposedly quotations, her exes beating her up and she would wake up and she would pop up in the middle of the night and she'd be like, and I would grab her and I'd be like, I would never do that to you. And I love you. And that would never be me. And I'm going to treat you so good and blah, blah, blah. And really what it was is that was her way of turning it around on me so that, you know, she can claim that I was the abuser and she knew that was a button that she could press later on down the line. Yeah. Um, and that, and it seems to just, and I, it's just, it's odd that it's um, so prevalent, right? That, that, you know, it's like none of none of these individuals know each other um, or went to some kind of a, a camp or a conference or a course to learn this in somewhere. Like, do they all go to like a convention and learn how to do this shit? Like, what is this shit? Um, no, it's it's just fascinating. I mean, so on that aspect, it is fascinating just to see how human behavior and and, and the mind works and, and and how, yeah, you know, these textbooks actually do play out. Um, they're there and you can see it in real time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get into your story a little bit, uh, specifically, like, so how did you guys meet? What were those early love bombing stages? Like, tell us a little bit about the beginning when you fell in love and thought you had the person that you were started with, you know, conversations, um, again, you're like getting to know each other, but those conversations were, were more, um, you know, they would gravitate more towards trauma centric, if you will, you know, Hey, I went through this or I went, you know, Oh, wow. You know, you went through a divorce. I, I went through a divorce and, and so, Oh, well, let's compare notes and well, what was traumatic for you? You know, that kind of stuff. And, and where from my end, it was, 
you know, I, I want to be aware of what you've been through so that, you know, I'm, you know, able to kind of, you know, be there for you. Right. I feel now that me sharing what I had been through was more of a, a, you know, this is what triggers me because, and I say that now because those were, those very things ended up becoming the, the events that would slowly erode uh, the trust and my self-esteem, right? It, it's, it's how I, that cycle kept going and, and it was easy once this, once I, once I felt like I was on the pedestal, um, then the devaluing could start and the humiliation could start and, and knocking me back down because and I think you had put something up recently where it's, you know, um, not necessarily narcissists, but just emotionally abusive people in general, I, I feel they don't look for, you know, crappy people. They don't go for bottom feeders. They don't go for, they look for people that have traits and characteristics that they desire in themselves. And, and then they knock that, they knock the shit out of them. Um, so that they have this sense of superiority, uh, over that individual, like, haha, you're this, you're what I wanted to be, but now I've got you down on my level and, and now I'm in, you know, can control you in your behavior. Thing is they can't do that until they have you up on the pedestal. They can't knock you off the pedestal until they have you on the pedestal. Right. If they, if they don't get you to that, like euphoric, you know, climax of a state, then then you'll have nothing to compare it to when the devaluing starts. So when you get knocked off that pedestal, you'll have nothing to work back to. Like you're trying to get back to heaven and you keep falling farther to hell. And all you want to do is get back to heaven. Right. It's it, and it's, it's, it's a, it's an addiction on both sides. Um, it's, it's how do I get the oxytocin? How do I get the dopamine? Right. So, you know, the oxytocin coming from the physical touch, we get we get a release from from hugging somebody, from kissing someone, from 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 the, the from the physical aspects, and then the dopamine. Typically, you know, when oh, I had this piece of cake, and it fills me. You know, I feel good. But you can also get dopamine um, from negative responses, which is what keeps toxic cycles going. It's the on from the from the victim standpoint, it's the hope that I will get some kind of a reward at this point if I stay engaged, that maybe this time they'll respond with something that oh, they listen to me and then they don't get it. You know, it's some, I, I guess I equate it to golf, you know, why so many people keep playing. They're like, I do it because I, that one time, that one time I had a good shot. So you just keep playing until you get another one. Um, and this is, and, and it's similar. You, you, you're looking for that payoff. Uh, whereas, I'm sorry, logical and like, you know, a real human being will mm -hmm. halfway, you know what I mean? Like the golf, the golf course doesn't disappear with the narcissist. What happens is like you keep feeding into it and then they keep going, well, you didn't try or I'm waiting for some grand gesture or, you know, like whatever it is. But then you sit there and you, you just feel like you're pouring into a bottomless pit and it never fills up they're never there's no reciprocation until they need something and mm -hmm. then back to you um but it's all like it's always in the name of manipulation um as you were talking i was thinking and i asked this of a lot of my guests um so for me like my motivation for staying in a relationship was because i wanted that white picket fence idea mm -hmm. childhood did you have like a motivation that, you know, like I know you guys said you had like mutual traumas and that was the kind of thing that you shared and perhaps you were looking for a confidant or somebody to confide in. Did you have like a underlying motive that you were trying to achieve by staying in the relationship even when you knew it was going wrong? My motivation, I, I was absolutely in love with this person, right? And, and it, it was, I felt personally that I had the one, the, the, this is, this is it for me. Like this is, uh, this is the, per this is the compliment, uh, to who I am as a person. Um, but again, I go back to, I was in love with a mirror image of myself. Right. Um, and, and that just coming to that realization is, is, you know, it just, it really just kicks, but, but no, I stayed in it because I always had hope, you know, Hey, it, to me, it was all right. 
you know, mistake. If we look at it in a vacuum, this, this instance, it happened, it was a mistake and, um, mistakes can be forgiven, you know, but when they continue their patterns kind of thing, but, but mistake can be forgiven. And it's like, this is a normal married problem. We argue or, you know, we'll fight about stuff, but, um, and, and so I didn't feel like things, you know, had, were culminating into, into, into something that it became, it was, you know, slow and methodical. Um, but when you look back on it, right, you see everything. And I, th I listened to, um, and, and I'm going to give a plug cause I know this person's probably listening, uh, since I've mentioned it, but I had, a, a um, an episode of, of, of Lex Friedman sent to me this morning and, um, and, and in the episode, he, he made this quote and so I'll, go, I'll, I'll credit him this, but it was, um, and this is why it, when, I, when I look back, I'm like, how did I miss everything? Right. You know, how did I miss everything? Cause if I look back at it, I'm like, Oh shit, it's all there. It's all right there. Like if I go back to text messages, it's all right there. And this quote kind of summed it up for me the, the best. And it's when you're looking through rose colored glasses. Um, red flags just look like flags. Wow. That's a lie, man. And I loved it. I loved it. Uh, but it, it, but it's true. You know, the love bombing phase, you put the rose colored glasses on cause you're like, it, it's total optimism. It's everything's sunshine and rainbows and, you know, uh, candy falling from the sky. It's, it's, it's a wonder it's euphoric. It's this, um, you know, it's everything that I wanted. Everything you could have wanted your entire life. Right. Um, I said in one of the earlier episodes, like you would have thought you prayed this person into existence. Like you were waiting for this your whole life. And here they are giving you all the sex, all the attention, all that they're cooking for you. They're cleaning for you. They're probably meeting your kids, whatever it is, whatever they knew, like you said, they mirrored you. So you, you told them what you wanted and they, that person. Right. And then, and, and then you start, but then you go into, you know, again, looking back, you go in and you start seeing the. The, the just I mean, they're, it's just blatant, right? The the episode, like it's for me, there were there were um, there was some lying, again, usually dealt with uh, when it happened. Uh, but the, I think for me personally, what what whittled me down as an individual was um, the just incessant and reoccurring. Um, um, events of like humiliation, devaluing, like such like when you get like insults, right. That are dressed up as jokes or just good natured teasing. And I think it, what that's the worst. Can you remember the first time that happened? Do you remember the situation of like the first time that happened? Um, no, uh, no, I, 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 no, I, 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 it would be, it would be things like we'd be out with friends or something. And, and I don't know, we'll just, I'll throw, I don't, remember this happened or not but just as an example you know it was oh he snores a lot you know oh, oh my god he's you know just kind of that i'm going to poke you know, but but in in the back of my mind i'm like do i really they always do that in a group setting too right they, in a group setting because like you said it's this kind of you know i've heard the i've heard it called dog whispering in a way like dog whistling like they say some I don't know, relatively innocuous comment. And then, but they'll say it in a group setting so that you look like a schmuck if you get upset. And then if you get upset, they'll look at you and go, Dave, stop being so sensitive. You're so sensitive. Oh, I got to, then, then they'll say in a group setting, I just got to tiptoe around Dave's feelings. I always have to tiptoe around Dave's feelings. And then you get in the car later and you'll have a normal conversation with them. You'd be like, you know, I didn't like that. And you don't get in the car and you're not screaming. You know, that used to happen a lot of times when I go over to my ex's parents' house and they take a jab at me and I'd get in the car and I'd be like, Hey, your mom took a jab at me tonight. And, and she'd be like, no, she didn't. You were rude because blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And they, they take the thing that they did, turn it around on you. Right. You know, Garvo thing. They become the victim mm -hmm. user and you never get that little dog whistling thing that they did. You never get that result. Right. No. And, and you don't, you know, um, and I think with with me, it, you know, the, I, I would buy into the whole, 
oh, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. If if I wasn't teasing you, then we would have a problem. I tease you because I like you, or I I tease you because I love you. You know, it's me because I'm no I notice things, right? So if I notice things and I can tease you about it, you know that I notice them. And then you know what too, as you're talking, it's so funny. And then maybe we were married to the same person. <laughs> like the funny thing is too is that so like that never gets addressed. Whatever she said, you know, Dave snores, right? And it fuck you, but then they turn it around on you, right? And then as the people that we are, we truly want to move on with the relationship. So although it never got resolved, we do internalize it and we kind of keep moving down the road, but it doesn't go away because it was never addressed. And, right. then, they, and then they do something else and then they do something else. And all those things kind of fester and then they go, well, that happened in the past. Why can't you just let it go? That happened in the past. It's because you keep doing the same shit in different. You just camouflage it into different packaging. Yeah, no, totally. I, in fact, when 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 things finally came to a head and, and everything ended, um, I actually <laughs> I, you know, it was why do you keep doing this? Why do you, why do you act this way? It addressed the behavior. And then I'm like, on oh, you did it here, you did it here, you did why that was in the past. I thought we had I thought we had moved past that. We had already taught, you know, address that. I'm like, no, I'm not bringing it back up to throw in your face. I'm sh I'm illustrating a pattern. This is a pattern. I wouldn't be bringing this up if it were like we're talking about you doing right now the exact same shit that had happened multiple times in the past and on these occasions. And I'm not throwing them in your face. I'm illustrating that this is a fucking pattern. I wonder, as you're saying that, my wheels are turning right now. I wonder what's going on internally because the narcissist knows that you don't know yet. You don't know the patterns yet. Like, you you know, right. like, what's being done to you, but you haven't realized, like, the culmination of the stages and everything. I what I, And this is, you know, as some of my listeners know, I've connected with self-aware narcissists. This would be a good question for them. What goes on internally when you're doing those things and denying them and we're kind of like hound dogs picking up on the scent a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Like we're picking up on it and I wonder what goes on inside of them as they're doing that denying. I wonder if they're like in a little bit of a panic that like we're catching on. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you have the answer to that, but. I, I, I think, I, I so I think two things. I think one, if, if what, if what they're feel, sensing from us, right, is a little bit of pushback, it's usually going to be countered with love bombing, right? Yeah. I'm going to love bomb the shit out of you until you forget about it. Get something down the line. Um, but then, on then the other side of it is, if what they sense from us is um, a loss of control, right? I now be like, wait a second, you have crossed this boundary. I'm addressing it, and now I expect now there's an expectation of change, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not going to let this shit go. Once once there's the the sense of 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 that in play, um, then you then the exit strategies begin. They'll put their foot down because if they realize the supply is cut off, mm -hmm. the, I've now truly recognized a pattern, and like you know. For me personally, like I said, I was pouring into a glass or, or a cup with holes at the bottom. And I realized that like I got to a point where I was like, there's nothing I can do to change this. There's nothing. You're absolutely a thousand percent right. That's when the exit strategy starts. But, but like they're going to they're going to keep trying to see how strong you are in your convictions that I'm get I'm got to get something out of this. And then they'll start calling you selfish and all the other Right. Yeah. And so, um, so there was a defining moment, uh, where, where I was, okay, done. Like I'm, I'm, I am i am not putting up with this. And there, and there was, um, uh, again, caught, um, lying. And I think in this case it was, um, had, had, um, voluntarily, um, you know, Hey, I you know, was away for, for a month. Um, and just shortly after being gone, you know, Hey, I want you to know this happened, this event happened and I'm, I'm in charge of it. I'm taking it. You know, this, it, there's this person that is, has been harassing me. They've been texting me. Um, 
you know, at trying to ask me, ask me out or ask me to meet them, you know, and I was like that, you know, to me immediately, I'm like, well, that seems extremely odd. So I did have some questions just to just uh, so I can understand it. And then in, in the, in the moment came where I was, um, uh, where I said, Hey, could you just, could you send me a screenshot? Right. What is, what exactly is, is being sent to you? And um, disappeared for like 10 minutes, lost, lost signal. I'm using air quotes, lost signal, came back. Here's, here's a screenshot of these text messages. There's like three or four from this person, one from her, uh, a couple more from that person, one from her, a couple and three or four from that person. And, you know, not, it, nothing stood out like, Hey, I want to be, you know, it was nothing like that, but what, <laughs> what did not help this at all, um, was that three days or no, the day before, um, I had was doing, going to do a, a surprise, right? Um, had left their iPad and as in, it had a broken screen. And so I made the appointment to get it fixed and, and they say, oh, we need a password. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to make sure that there's, you know, nothing on here that anybody could see. So I, I just, I had turned it on and it was still linked, I guess, to their messages and, all these messages came in. So when I started getting this explanation, again, it was volunteered to me. Like I, you know, Hey, this happened. I wanted you to know this happened. Right. Well, I opened it back. I opened back up and it's like, wait a second. This person didn't initiate content. You started talking to them like three days ago and you initiated it. And here's a whole series. Like I see all of the text messages and wait a second, you just sent me, 12 messages total but there's like 70 and so here's your screenshot like hey explain this please tell me what i'm seeing here you know so for me that was the default looking back again that was the defining moment that's where i kind of put that's where i put my foot like no shit has to change like the trust is now like you're away for another you know four weeks i have to trust you from here on out and you've lied about and doctored evidence to support framing somebody for something they didn't even do. And I'm not going to go into full detail, but, but again, this person, you know, for, was not doing exact, was not doing at all what they were being accused of doing. And so that to me, and then, and then in the months after it, um, you know, I'm going to, we're going to be more, I'm going to be more transparent. I'm going to do this. I'm going to earn your trust back. I love you so much. You know, it means so much. And, uh, what do you think the motive was for her coming to you to show the fragments of the text message? What do you think? Yeah. What motive was? Was she testing you or what do you think that was? I, to this day, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I, I, I asked and the only, the only, um, the only thing I got was, you know, was anxiety. I did it. I, did it because of my anxiety and i'm like well no i think you covered it up because of your anxiety because you know you're probably anxious of what was going to happen if i you know if i found out the truth but what what led you to doing that in the first i don't know i honestly don't at this point you know what's funny so a quick story um you know my so my listeners know my new my next's new boyfriend as fireman john okay and I've gotten a lot of questions like, do you think she ever cheated on you with Fireman John before you? And my answer is usually no, because she was always home. But one night we were laying in bed and there was this girl on Facebook that my next was friends with. Very attractive girl, um, but apparently had been married like three times. Right. And she the marriages never last long. Like they probably get annulled. You know, they probably only last a couple of months. But she takes out her phone one night and we're just laying in bed. And, you know, this girl was like a mutual friend of ours. And I know she's friends with her now. And um, she was talking shit about this girl. And she was saying, oh, look, so-and-so is engaged again. She's getting married again. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, like, what do I care? Like, it has no effect on my life. So I don't get involved in other people's childhood. If the girl's got four or five marriages, it's not like I'm going to marry her. What do I care? Right? So she came to me and like just unsolicited said, this girl's getting married again. And I remember going, eh, whatever, no big deal. And she's like, well, she just broke up with her last boyfriend like a couple of months ago. And the reason story is to fast forward to what my next is doing now. She had fireman John inside the house five weeks after I left. 
So the reason why I'm asking you, what do you think that motive was, is I think she was testing to see you. My personal belief, mm -hmm. I my personal belief is she was testing you because she was going to foreshadow what she was going to do to you down the line and how you would have reacted to it when she had your reaction to view. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I understand. No, and that's that. That's yeah, could be. It it could be. Um, oh, I see it. I mean, I think our similar our our situations are similar, and that's why I just told that story. I think I could be wrong. I could just be completely pulling that out of the clouds and out of my ass. But that's kind of how I see it because I see I I hear a lot of stories, and I know how narcissists work, and I know that that situation is something that my next did to me, and I wouldn't put it past her. Oh, it very well could be. Very well could be. I, again, um, and I'm never going to get the explanation for it. I know that. But so, but I, it, 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 and it could be. But I think I'll drive myself crazy if I continue to try to figure that out. Right. And it, it's and it's it, it's and it's irrelevant to you know, because what what it did was it set the stage uh, for the exit strategy, and that was puzzle do fit together. That's the point that I'm trying to make. If you were trying to make a puzzle, that's just oh. one would fit together into. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So in, in the way that this, this, uh, that situation fits is so after that, um, you know, the promises of, oh, well, I'm going to earn your trust back. I'm going to do these things transparent. There's, there's no secret, you know, again, we, we, all, we never had secrets. We shared each other. We shared passwords. We could look on, we, there was total access at all times. And after that event, um, passwords started changing, um, things became more closed down. You know, the, 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 the promise was more, you know, actual openness and in and increased communication. The actions were, I'm going to start reining this in. And that's now during the time where the secondary social group started forming. And that was, um, so I was, so like, uh, started um conversations and 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 developing um relationships with uh you know co-workers that i didn't know so i was introduced or shared you know here are these and it was and it's like here here are my co-workers they're so cool they're so great and it was from one office right and you know hey are we gonna hang well no they're all like you know the 55 and older they're not really people that and, and she should know um interest in hanging out with them but now but all of a sudden there's like these fun uh you know like 30s and you know you know the mid 30s professionals but those are now becoming friends and again I've, I, this is stuff i learned later Th these are now friends and i was never even told about them right so these relationships had started and 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 they're on you know oh chatting on facebook and and whatever i guess uh signal or uh whatever whatever the, any of these other apps you know so these relationships started to um, be created and, and grow, uh, during that time. Did she ever, cause you were, we were talking about dog whistling before and these little semi innocuous things that she would say, did she ever refer to a quote unquote work husband? Did she ever no. do that? No, okay. no, no. no <laughs> so that's fine. And I've heard a lot of stories where they do people have quote unquote work husbands. Or right. Work no, husbands. no, no, there was no, there was never any of that. Um, but but it did it, it, so again and 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 I think that by having this it accelerated you know I I feel like the event that ended everything was not right it when when you hear it, it's not it's not a it's it's really still to this day like how to hard to comprehend but it, it was just a I need you know I think at that moment it was I'm just waiting for one thing to occur so that I can do this. Um, and, and, and that came like she was waiting for an occurrence for the discard to blame it on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think by the, the, by the time that it, by the time the, you know, the decision to end everything came about, I, I think it was just, she was just waiting for the opportunity to, to show itself. And it, and, and it came, um, it was, uh, it was last year. Um, away on a work trip again, um, and had, you know, we had, we had spoken the night before, um, and it was, you know, not feeling good, you know, Hey, you know, come down, 
and stay with me the rest of the week, you know, bring the dogs and it's okay. So I was making arrangements to do that. And I was actually uh, scheduled to travel down the next day. Um, and in that night I, you know, opened up the, you know, the laptop and I was, uh, getting on there and, and it was some link that I, that, that I don't even remember it because that, that, you know, everything became a blur. I, it was something that I clicked on. Um, and it was, you know, take, it was to some, um, uh, thing on Facebook and I clicked it and it, her login was already in there. Right. So just log in real quick so I can see this. Uh, it, so when I did that messenger pops up and there's like five, six guys in the messenger feed right there at the top that, wait, what, what the hell? You know, I don't know. I don't know these people, you know, these conversations have been going on for, I don't know how long, maybe, you know, a couple of them, at least it looks like, you know, the previous month. Um, it's so like, uh, you know, got that, it's like, damn it. You know? So the next morning, um, uh, just say, Hey, look, I've got, I've got something. And again, I just, it was, it was calm. It was just, Hey, please just tell me what's going on. This is what I just saw. Tell me what's going on. And the response was, you know, I can't believe you invaded my privacy. I can't believe you, you would do that. You should have, once you saw that it was my stuff, you should have said, no, I'm not going to look at her stuff. And I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Let's talk about, wait, back to what I just said, you know, like, what did I find? Like, you know, no, stop turning this into the gaslighting, right? Uh, no, back to this. Like what I can have friends. I should be, I am entitled. I should be allowed to have friends that you don't know about. And I should be able to talk to them. I, you don't need to know, and you should not expect to know every single person that I'm talking to my, to me, I was, well, yeah, if you're good, I get it. You're going to talk to people in the course of business with what you do that I may not know about, but when you have them on Facebook, right. And you're chatting with them for over a month about your family life, your career decisions, uh, getting advice from them. If you're, that's some shit you probably share with your spouse because you've brought this person into your marriage. I'm sure you guys had no emotional connection at that point, you know, and you're like, I'm your husband. I'm here dying for a connection. Confide in me for Christ's right. sake. And then, and so from that moment, it was, I no longer want to be married. I can't stay in a marriage where I have to, where I can't do what I want to do. It basically is what it boils down to. I can't be, I'm not going to stay in a marriage where I can't do what I want to do. And it's literally 12 hours removed from, I really need you down here. I, I want my family. I want to be with you. Stay with me the whole week to, I no longer want to be in a marriage where I can't do what I want to do because I'm afraid that I'll, you know, it, I have to walk on eggshells because I'm afraid that I'll get caught. And I'm like, stop so, doing this shit. So controlling, Dave, because you found and how dare you invade my privacy. No, no. That, I yeah. mean, that's typical narcissistic behavior. That's so typical. Right. And it's, and it's just, I don't want to be viewed as, as, as a bad person. Right. That's what the, that's what that, that attitude. I don't want, I can't be seen as a bad person. So Oh no, I'm not bad. Just I'm doing what I want to do and you need to respect that. So it's like, wait a second. No, I have, I have fucking boundaries. I'm a human being and you know what they are, right? You know, when you're carrying on, if you're sending signals to other people that you can act single privately, but you'll act married publicly, that is, that's a no, you can't, you're not going to have a fucking marriage if you act that way. Uh, you know, you would not, oh shit, you would not put up with that if I did it and I would never do it. So why is it okay for me? Like, I should accept it and, and be okay with it. Um, she said she wanted out of the marriage. What came next? Did she make you leave or had, what was the discard so, like? Like, so we had recently, God, we had recently a few months before that bought a house. Um, we were both on the deed i was on the mortgage and i i mean i straight up i don't want to be married anymore she got off the she she wouldn't speak to me and and, and eventually over a couple of days i i you know hey are you coming back home now and i'm going to say this look i i was hurt i was upset and at that point i just you know i'm like fuck it i'll i'll let loose 
I was pissed, you know, like, I can't fuck out, you know, if you're out fucking other guys, you know, I was just laying it out. Because I was, you know, you have just ended the marriage after I caught you doing something, you know, and, and, and I, I, I let loose. I, you know, I, I guarantee you, I, I said, so I did say things that I, you know, you know, definitely would have pulled back. You know, again, I went the character route. Hold on. You wouldn't have said it to anybody else. This that, is elicited anger. And like, this is why people, it was, goes, look how angry you are. You're psychotic. Look how angry you are. It's like, no, because I caught you in a lie. This is fucking gaslighting and it's fucking mind numbingly crazy. Right. I don't know how I can't, I can't internalize any more of this hurt. And that's how it comes out. It comes out as anger. Right. And it, and it did. Right. So, and it was, I, you did this, you got, you know, here's my emotional response. And that's what that, that, and that's what was so shitty about it was here's my emotional response. And it is extremely emotional. Right. I, cause I, I deviated and, and, and that's where I went wrong. I deviated and stopped addressing the behavior. And then, you know, but I, I was like, I am going to throw this needle in cause I am, it, you have just, you've ripped my entire reality out from, you know, to me, it was, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what's up or down right now. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, yeah, I made, I made several comments in that moment, but then that was turned around like, look, he's abusive, you know, like, oh, here's Puce, here's proof he's abusive. And I'm like, no, no, that's not, no, I'm fucking hurt. Well, you know, have you filled everyone in that you're saying this to about what you did? You know, what, what you went from, I need you here, stop what you're doing, come down, take care of me or be with me, take care of me to, I no longer want to be married because you caught me doing the shit that I promised you several several times before that it would never do and what that ended and, and so after that i did not i my reality i began to question reality right the the silence came hey are you coming up no i'm not i'm not coming back this is done and 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 then it went radio silent so i start you know i began i really i started to spiral mentally it was did wait i must have caused this I must have caused this behavior. Like maybe she's right. Maybe, maybe I did deserve this. You know that. So, so, so now we go back to all of the humiliation and devaluing. Those little tiny things they pile up, right? And they eat away at that self-esteem, that self-worth, that that sense of 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 who you are. And now it becomes I'm no longer this person that was actually sure of themselves who had a. A, a larger than life personality who love who was extroverted loved being around people i'm now i'm now isolated i'm now i i don't know who i am um i'm i'm i maybe I, I maybe i brought this on myself because i'm such a shitty person i had to have done this and it worked hmm? i'm the narcissist that's how i used to think it, exactly maybe i am maybe i maybe i really am um, maybe all of this is in my head, you know? Um, and so that led to uh, the stress of, you know, uh, uh, you know, trying to, uh, uh, Hey, she's going to at some point come by to get some stuff. Um, you know, how am I going to afford this house? Cause it was a house that on two incomes was 35% of, of, of the joint income. And now it's mine. You know, it was, you know, Oh, that's your problem. Those are your, those are your bills. Now those are your problems. Um, and then finding a box with, uh, with like, you know, with her stuff on top and, and, and I went to go put it all together for her to pick up. And it was, um, inside the box, just a stack of unopened bills. I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of, and they're, you know, so I, you know, I can't track them if I never saw them. And, you know, it, within like two, it, it just, it was just such a shitty, shitty, um, coincidence that you know then a collections company's calling saying oh you're you know this bill has just been moved over you know how am i going to pay for all this and it was i mean it, we're talking thousands of dollars of stuff after it was added up and so the stress from that um having to redo a budget real quick to see if i can still afford to keep this house and i and 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 and, and realizing and now this is also on the same date that the interest rates started going up right that's when it happened and then inflation is starting to kick in and I do a budget real fast and I realize that right now I have, or right at that moment for the foreseeable future, I have, um, $700 a month that I can devote to food, gas to get to work and any emergencies that should ever arise. Everything else was gone. 
And it's just, you know, I, I, it was like, all right, back to college days, you know, let me go get those, uh, Ooh, wait, those frozen Boston market meals are, you know, two for six and, and, and or turning a large pizza into a, into a three day, uh, feeding frenzy. I, I went to the food bank is what I did. I started going to, yeah, there was a time when I had $50 in my bank account right? in lawyer fees and everything else. Like, and I still do, I'll be honest. I still do go to the food bank from time to time because I mean, I, there's, it's tough. It's it tough. Is. It is. And, and it's tough, man. And, and, it, and so it finally, it got to the point where, you know, and here's where I'm going to kind of talk about something that a lot of people that know me don't really know. So, um, and it, it really, it got to the point where I did not see a way out. Um, I really didn't. I, I, I didn't know how I was going to afford things. I, and I didn't know how to look, you know, to like talk to people anymore. It was, I, I, I was, uh, I was isolated. I was, um, I was a mess. And, and, and I basically, it was, I had given up. Um, and I, you know, in that it, it, four days later, whatever, um, had decided that, um, you know, life, life, life just didn't, I, I, I didn't need to be alive. And so, um, made all of the, uh, um, necessary, you know, put all the paperwork that I needed to in the right spots, I wrote out a letter, um, had already sized things up in the, um, you know, I was going to hang myself in the garage with a, um, a wonderfully built, uh, contractor's extension cord and had everything measured, um, called my best friend up and basically told him, Hey, there's enough food and water, um, sitting aside for the dogs. Uh, but you're going to either hear something or you're going to drive up here now because I, I'm calling you, uh, just know that, you know, come in through the front door, it'll be unlocked. Don't go in the garage and into the phone call. Um, walked into the garage um and because of two uh just uh, just i i don't know you want to call it what you want but there's two event you know two things happened uh, and that's why i'm sitting here talking to you today and that and the first thing that happened was he called me back and i thought i turned off the ringer and i didn't and it scared the absolute shit out of me because it was so quiet right in that moment quiet and then the phone goes off and i don't know i just out of habit i guess it was still in my pocket it goes off startles me and i slam the ball of my ankle into the ladder and now i'm pissed you know ow i'm hurt i'm mad damn you ladder i kicked that throat over you know I, I don't fucking chucked it um and pick up the phone why why are you calling me da, da, da. and in those uh minutes um the the conversation that took place calmed me back down um and and made all of the difference right so that moment right uh was a, a a huge turning point for me it went from you know i had given up i was about to become a statistic that that people that, that we that someone else would be helping right now trying to mitigate in others to sitting here um wanting to share the stuff that i went through and how i got to where i am today um to help other people because you know i was at that point i can i can empathize with with how how going through um behavior you know being on the receiving end of that kind of behavior will just just tear you down as a person um and it and for me that process started with i had to get back and i had to get into therapy right and so i and i jumped full i head first boop, right into it twice a week it was here's some books that are recommended and started lectures because I not only the things I I realized early on was I needed to switch from focusing on getting the answers. All right. I was not going to get answers as to why this person was doing what they're doing, what was causing. I didn't need to know that. I needed to know why um, I needed to recognize first what I went through. Right. And then I needed to accept that it happened. And then accept that I had a role in it and to deter and, 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 and to figure out why I was attracted to that to begin with, you know, what was, what was the root cause? I, see, I needed to get back in touch with myself because again, I had lost myself. So 
having that having that mentality or having that refocused um, for me. And you know, hey, we got to change your mindset. It's no you stop looking. Stop. Just fucking stop looking and trying to figure that person out. You'll figure things out as you learn. What you need to be focused on is why you allowed that to, to, to go on. What, what gravitated you to that person, right? And then it starts to open up. What did you discover about yourself? Um, for me, uh, a lot of stuff that went back to childhood, you know, trauma, uh, childhood traumas and um, uh, you know, parental dynamics. Um, just, uh, relationships with, uh, between my, my, my folks. And those are still things that I'm, I'm, I'm even, I'm still talking about and working through. Right. Um, and, but you see the effects, you see the effects of, of what goes on in a person from, from childhood and how that can play forward. But, you know, it, it's, you know, things that are unresolved or never dealt with from our, from our childhood stages will can um play a huge role in who we choose as a as a as a partner or as a spouse um and so the faster we uh get a a, a handle on uh, or you know the, the sooner you get a, a handle on on what is that what that driver is or what 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 those experiences are that you went through um the the better off you're going to be um one at, at working through it and two at um putting measures into place in your own life to where you're not repeating those those things because again i i got so focused on the patterns of someone else but i didn't realize that i had my own pattern for sure and i was stuck in my own cycle and i needed to break that for sure. so that's where um you know, that's, that's where a lot of the focus went to, and it still is right. You know, um, and, and through that growth you know, learning how to set healthier boundaries for yourself. Right. And, and enforcing them, you know, and, and realizing that it's okay to walk away if that, if, if the, again, so, and that's the misconception too, with, with boundaries, because I've even heard this before someone's, uh, several conversations I've had people write, well, well, boundaries can be controlling. No, 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 no. No, no, they're not. Boundaries, boundaries aren't about controlling. Aren't here. Boundaries are not about controlling somebody else's behavior. Boundaries are your communication. You're communicating to somebody else what your limits are. Yes. And what you're willing to tolerate. And if you allow, and if somebody communicates back that that they're open and willing and okay with violating that boundary, you could, and you don't enforce it, you know, they're showing you that they don't care. And your response is telling them that you don't either. And that they're capable of walking on you and you won't do anything about it. Right. And so I could see where my faults were, um, because I would, uh, you know, again, we go back to, I accepted the love bombing as a response and and then and then in the exchange though was i gave a piece of myself away i communicated that i was okay with it well so as you're talking like that's great that's that's actually the advice that i give to everybody you know who reaches out to me and and you know like i get questions about like how do i start over and how do i start recouping my sanity and stuff like that um and that's what i say is like you, there's so much about yourself that you don't know anymore you lost yourself and you really got to get back to understanding who you are, what makes you tick, all that kind of stuff. Um, as you were talking though, like, so I understand and I'm with you about giving up on trying to figure them out because really what's the use in it. But a question I do have is what was the point where you discovered narcissism? Was it post discard? Was it while you were still in it? When, when was that point when it all clicked for you? <laughs> um, I don't know what you and I've talked before. Um, and, and, and I think, and, and I, and I don't know what, uh, I think one of both of us have uh, made this, this statement. It's for me, it was after, of course, uh, because none of us go into a relationship 
right? Thinking I need to study up on emotional abuse, narcissism, or any other personality disorder that this could fit under, you know, it's, it's after, it's after the fact where, you, it, you know, what's, what is it that we, that we joke about with, um, you know, after the relationship, I think, you know, with the, the amount of studying that we do, we, we walk out of the relationship with, um, emo, you know, the trauma to, to heal from, um, followed by a degree in psychology with a minor in, you know, in, in red flags or, you know, and, and it's a, I put on Instagram and it was like, you know, I reposted it from somebody else, but it's like, who was looking for, you know, an emotionally healthy relationship and ended up in a psycho psychology degree. Right. Right. And it, it's, it's, it's so funny. It's true. Oh, it's, it's good. I'm sorry. No, I said, it's funny. It's true. Uh, however, I did, I mean, look, so there is a lot of good that has come from this, right? I, my, my, my emotional education has just phenomenally grown. Um, and, and so I, you know, I've spent the money on therapy. I've spent the time I went through this and, and, and I want, um, to share this stuff. Like there's one of the first books I read, uh, and I'm going to do a plug for somebody that, that, you know, it's called getting to zero by, uh, Jason Gaddis. And I absolutely love it because it's broken down in such a great way when we talk it, cause it, it revolves around conflict resolution, right? And the way that it, you know, the way that it's presented is, you know, you look at conflict on a scale of one to 10, right? And um, to you, say, say you and I have a disagreement. Um, to me, that disagreement is a three, but to you, it's a seven. And I need to stop treating or expecting you to respond back to me as though it's a three, because I, I need to look at it empathize i need to look at it as why you know i need to understand and respect the fact that it is a seven and figure out how you and i can take that and get it to zero and it's a great fucking book to read i and, 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 and that is the one the first one if i recommend a book to people it's that one it's been it's been a, it's in it's it's great because what when you deal with people that are going to gaslight you, they want you or demand you yes. to expect, hey, this is a two, and um, you're blowing this out of proportion. You're oversensitive. You're this, 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 it. You have to respect my two, and they never once validate the fact that you're hurt at a seven. That's deep, man. That's deep. Well... I definitely, that's something that I can take away from this conversation, but you just sort of touched on it and we're coming to the end of the hour. So I wanted to, um, you know, pick your brain a little bit about, tell us about some of these ventures that you're expanding on. I know I, <laughs> or you're starting your own podcast and stuff. Do you have a working title for it? Uh, uh, we, we have a couple names that we're banding about. Um, we haven't settled on one yet, but I will, as soon as that is done, uh, we'll be putting it out. We've had some, uh, We've had to hit the pause button for uh, a number of reasons along the way, but I think things are starting to pick up. And um, the goal right now is to have something um, up, running, and out for public consumption uh, by fall, you know, in the next few months. So um, I know the focus, the generalized focus will be about um, the, uh, the suicide epidemic, predominantly with the military, with the, the military suicide epidemic. I um, both, both, uh, myself and my, and my uh, partner have, um, extensive experience, uh, with, uh, the military and, uh, want to address that issue, uh, as why it, why it's occurring, um, and mitigation strategies. And, and, and now even more so now it is, you know, it's definitely, a um, something that's more, um, more closely a lot you know it's, it's deeper meaning to me because i was i almost became you know you know since what since 9 11 i think we've uh, had over thirty thousand uh, service members take their life which is four times more than we lost in combat alone and so that's it's it, it's a tremendous number and and for most cases it could have been avoided well that's cool man i mean that's 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 a really cool mission to be on so uh, everybody can, so I don't know if we plugged this already. I don't think that we did, but 
You can follow him online. Dave's user handle on Instagram is rdaveashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y. So you can Instagram. He's going to be starting his, up his own podcast. Um, and dude, thank you so much for doing this interview. I'm glad that we got we got it done. You know, like you and I have been like kicking this around for the best week now. And I was like, I don't know when we're going to be able to do it because we're so busy. But I really did want to get your story because I see a lot of parallels. And I know that I related to you a lot. So I know everybody else is going to too. Matt, I, I really do. I thank you so much for the opportunity to come on here and talk. Um, and and I know, I know, <laughs> I know we probably have another hour's worth of of stuff that we could uh, dive into, and and maybe maybe that'll uh, occur when I have you on. You know, I'll bring you over, and we'll finish this discussion a little bit. I love it, dude. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Like I said, everybody can check them out online. It's R Dave Ashley A S H L E Y. And uh, thanks again, my man. Thanks, Matt. Until next time, everybody.